Hi guys, welcome back to Pure Anarchy. This is your host, Ekta, and today I'm really excited about our guest because this episode is going to be covering a lot of things that have to do with, for example, delivery mechanisms used in our skincare products. I know there's a lot of buzz around that and wanting to understand them more, so hopefully it sheds light in that area. But also, this brand is just phenomenal, so I can't wait to interview the CEO of Rion Aesthetics, Alyssa Lask. Welcome to the show, Alyssa. I'm so excited to host you. Thanks for having us and allowing us to tell our story. Yeah, no, I'm really, really thrilled to be hosting you and to learn from you. And I'd love to get started. Actually, I want to dive right into the science. But first, I want to learn about you and your role in Rion and just how you started with the company. If you could tell us a little bit of background. Yeah, sure. So for sure, I'm a self-proclaimed skin junkie. I'm always the girl that'll take samples, try anything. So when I was given this opportunity after being in aesthetics for so long, Originally, I was like, oh, there's no way this product can be this good. There's so many charlatans. And I spent about five months up in Rochester, Minnesota with the founders really digging into things and realized that we had something really special here. Talked so long about putting chemicals on our skin, putting plant-derived ingredients on our skin. And the science has finally caught up that human-derived ingredients are really the future. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that when it comes to human-derived, though, there's so many misconceptions. So I I would love to dive into those later, but just, you know, to start off, can you tell us a little bit about Rion as well? You know, just a little overview of, you know, where the company really began and and what the background is there. Yeah. So Rion Aesthetics was formed just over two years ago and we're based in Rochester, Minnesota. So both of our founders, I know you said you had a mentor who was a cardiologist and both of our founders are actually cardiologists and they were studying stem cells, regenerative medicine in the labs. They spent about 15 years, over $150 million in research to come up with this discovery. They actually did a huge trial with cardiac patients. And, you know, we've always had friends and family that have gone and gotten stem cells and PRP and all these things. And they were trying to study those 5 to 10% that do really well. And they made this discovery around exosomes and then, you know, started trying to figure out how do we get these? There's so many different ways to get them. And as they were doing that, they made a discovery around platelets and the power of platelets and uh, the ability that they could get from these platelets. So they came up with platelet-derived exosomes. And Mm -hmm. interestingly enough, uh, these two internationally recognized cardiologists, um, where they were going after very noble causes for these things, the wife of one of them said, you know, gosh, why don't we look at this for skincare? And, you know, that was like, well, should we really do that? And she really pushed them. And she was really the founder of our company. So as being a female leader myself, I love that it was the female that really pushed the idea came up with being transparent with the name and calling it plated because we're from platelets. And that was really the story of kind of the initial founding of platelet as a brand and the science behind it. That's so cool. And I swear to God, cardiologists come up with the most cool stuff (laughs) I've ever, I'm not lying. Like it's crazy to me Like in medicine. And I don't know if anyone out there, if you're a nurse or anyone in medicine, you know, cardiologists just they just nail stuff. You know what I mean? They get it. Like, I, it's really cool. I mean, I'm I'm very yeah. impressed that they have that. One, yeah. one of our cardiologists still does uh, heart transplants on Wednesday. So I'm just excited when I can understand like 40% of what they say. <laughs> That's good enough though. It's, it's <laughs> good for me. Yeah. They speak a different language. I know. I've, I've, Definitely one of my mentors, like you said, was, but that's really cool. That's really cool stuff. And I, you know, I'm really excited about that they're doing this, especially you mentioned platelets. You know, they're very, very, it's, it's very interesting when you study human blood in general, but then when you really learn about these cells and all of the things that they express on their surfaces and how they get, there's just so much going on with them, you know, when it comes to 
um, just understanding platelets and red blood cells and stuff. So there's a lot of innovation that can happen there. You know, I always like to think of like people talk about, for example, immunology, but nobody wants to talk about like cell expression markers and stuff. So that's where I get excited, you know, when it comes to platelets or anything really, you know, any kind of cells. So very exciting. And I wanted to learn more about this platelet aspect. Uh, If you could go into that a little bit more, you know, what was it about the platelets that really intrigued them? I know exosomes are a part of the story, but if you could kind of walk us through that. Yeah, for sure. So if you think about it, when you cut yourself, what is the first responder to that side of injury? It's your platelet. And so they have a unique ability to renew and renew the skin, especially. Um, And so that was kind of the initial discovery. And then the other thing was, there's all kinds of source material you can get for exosomes and exosomes are the big buzz. But really, if you dig into it, you really want to understand like, which are the ones that don't have to be manipulated in the lab that isn't just like two cell cultures built on top of each other. You know, we found a really interesting proprietary way to condition the platelets to produce our platelet derived exosomes in a way that we don't have to manipulate them in the lab. And that means that we can get the cost down so we can even have it in a skincare. Wow, that's crazy. So, you know, I want to know, like, in terms of the application, right? I mean, moving from one organ system to another is, is very difficult, but especially when it comes to, I think, vascular system in our bodies, like that's a whole different world, you know? Like I always think of it like if the magic school bus, you know, did a realistic episode of going into your bloodstream, it'd be kind of crazy. You know, it'd be like a horror movie, but like, I want to know how you look at that. And then you look at the skin, like what were those similarities there that were, you know, uh, that stood out that you were like, oh, this could be definitely applicable. So interestingly enough, um, when these scientists were in the lab, they were working with this product initially. And, you know, you've probably worn, we've all worn gloves and we get that little bit of dryness on our hands and appear, they appear red and irritated. And they started putting some of the early stage product on their hands and they noticed like how much better their skin looked. And so that was like the initial aha that maybe this has some renewing properties as it relates to the appearance of your skin. And then that led us to kind of, you know, we can talk about it later, just really decide to study this and do good clinical work. There's a lot of companies that don't do this good clinical work. And the clinical studies are so important in us understanding such an advanced ingredient like this. Right. So look, just to get it straight, you guys were looking at kind of like a wound response then uh, in response to the platelet-derived factors. No, so we aren't looking for anything in the cosmetics relating to wounds. Um, There's plenty of studies going on um, on the medical therapeutic side, um, looking at what can happen with wound healing. Um, But that's not what this product is for. This is really for um, those that are putting, you know, skincare on every day and are looking to improve the appearance of their skin, improve appearance of wrinkles, brown spots, appearance of redness, those sorts of things. Interesting, interesting. That's pretty cool. So what what are some of the big, like, targets, you know, when it comes to the actuated line, you know, what are some big things that we're targeting with our skin? You know, is like you mentioned dark spots. So I'm guessing hyperpigmentation is one of them. What are yeah. some other ones? Yeah. So when we did our clinical trial, I think, um, you know, we saw a bunch of things that we as women worry about every day. You know, I, I spent a lot of time in the sun when I was younger. I have very fair skin and lots of freckles. So for me, you know, my concerns are around this, these brown spots and the appearance of those and, you know, the idea of getting wrinkles as I get older. So our clinical trial really showed that as, as early as six weeks that we saw improvement in visible signs of redness, wrinkles, brown spots, and luminosity. That's the one thing we hear time and time again is people just say, gosh, your skin, it just looks so much better. What are you doing differently? 
And, you know, it's skincare is not something you wake up and you apply one night and you wake up the next day and it's some kind of miraculous change. I mean, you have to be, you know, religious and use your skincare every day and still use sunscreen and things like that. But we're really excited. You know, our clinical trial was, you know, the study results are published in a peer reviewed journal. So this is good. It's a good study. That's pretty cool. So, uh, you know, I know we started off the episode talking about exosomes a little bit. Can we talk about that in terms of the actual biotechnology aspect of like, what are exosomes? If you could educate our audience, you know, if you were to explain, you know, what they're really doing when it comes to the application towards skin, like what are they and why do they matter? Yeah. So if someone just Googled exosomes, because I think what's happening nowadays is everyone's using this term. They're like jumping in the bandwagon but not actually really understanding, you know, there's no FDA approved products. So for injections of exosomes or any of those things, there's lots of trials going on, but there's nothing, nothing approved. So if someone says they're going to inject exosomes or they're going to, you know, cure some medical condition, you know, that's not, that's not what you want to be doing with these. Um, exosomes, like just in theory, if you Google it, talk a little bit about how it's the messenger from the cell. We used to think that it was cell debris, but someone discovered was the fact that these are actually part of very critical, you know, communication between cells. And what's really interesting about this as it relates to skin renewal is the fact that inside these exosomes, they kind of carry these packages of, you know, growth factors of antioxidants. So really powerful things as it relates to skin renewal. Interesting. That's very interesting. So you guys then you utilize them, right? In the in the serums then for plated? Yeah, yeah. So we found a way to get a large quantity, you know, over a trillion in our bottles that are shelf stable. So that's the other problem that there's a lot of the exosomes out there. You have to have them frozen. They're only good immediately out of the freezer. And we have a proprietary um, method for producing these that allows them to be shelf stable. And so you can have this daily application. You can't just have a one-time thing. You've got to keep using it. And, uh, and that's why we're just so excited to put it in your bag and take it overnight if you travel and things like that. I think it's amazing to have that because you're right. I mean, one of my biggest questions around exosomes when I first heard about them was stability, honestly, because it's like they are, you know, from my understanding of cell biology, they are, uh, you know, carrying a lot of things inside of them. But usually inside of a cell, what happens is they're used to deliver waste, you know, and get rid of waste. And so, you know, that's a lot of the research is there from the cell biology side that I've seen. But when it, when I look at it from a top, like the perspective that you got, you guys are presenting here, which is topical. One of the biggest things that comes to mind is their degradation, you know, obviously it while bottling manufacturing all of that stuff but then also like on the skin itself so you know when people are applying products i mean did you guys have to keep that in mind like you know how how long does it take for them to like degenerate on top on the skin surface does that impact anything in terms of delivery like how do they actually deliver into the skin is what i'm asking that's a yeah. wonderful question. I think, you know, we've, um, we're starting to publish some histology work relative to that. But I think what we haven't studied is interaction with our product with other things. So I think when we talk about application of our product, it's important that you let it dry. You apply other things because we haven't studied what happens when you, you know, quickly put plated on and then you put sunscreen and foundation and all these other things. And so in our product, we tell people to wait until it's dry. And, you know, dry in South Florida where I am is a few more minutes than dry in Arizona. So you just have to use kind of your own judgment there. And then, you know, I put it on in the morning, I wait a few minutes and uh, I'm 
able to apply my sunscreen after that. So I think that's the most important thing is just, this is a new ingredient. There haven't been a lot of studies in terms of interaction with other things, but we've heard great reports of, in terms of, you know, patients that maybe had used retinoids at night and really got, you know, their skin would just be kind of dry and, you know, just offended by the retinoids and that, you know, plated has been a great pairing with that, um, perhaps, you know, in the morning or the opposite time that they're using the retinoids. I love that. I love that you guys can say that about your products because honestly, one of my biggest pain points in skincare right now, no joke, is is this retinol thing. You know, the retinoids that we're using and people overusing them and then, you know, not being able to know, like, what do I do with my skincare? You know, because I'm only using a, if you're using a retinoid, a lot of times that's all you're doing, you know? And, And so it's really hard to figure out, like, where's that balancing act, you know, with my skincare? Like, what can I use? What will help, you know, with the flaking and whatnot? So that's very cool. That's really, really interesting that you guys can, uh, for everyone listening, you can actually pair these with your retinol products. And Yeah. And a lot of people, I mean, retinol is definitely a proven gold standard. A lot of people can't tolerate that. So it's been nice to, you know, have reports and people excited about that part of it. So what is your most beloved product, you know, from your fans? I mean, the the customers, which one is the best one according to that? Yeah, so for sure, our biggest selling skew is the Intense. It's the highest concentration of our platelet-derived exosomes, which we call our Renewosome technology. And um, it's just a very light formula. Like, I don't know about you, but like, I don't like feeling like I've got, you know, two inches thick of Crisco on my face. Yeah. And so, and I feel like I can add my other things because like sometimes I'm in a hurry, right? I'm a, I'm busy. I, I don't have time to sit around. And so it just dries really quickly, absorbs in and, um, and then you can add other things on top of it. So I like that, but we have, you know, other formulations that are thicker for those that like that. Like my mom, she likes a thicker formulation, you know, so we definitely, have other options, but that's our hero. You know, it's the highest concentration. It's like when you really need it. And then later when, you know, you can kind of transition to other things in the platform. That's so cool. I actually really, really like that one as well. So I think I fall into the same group. Uh, oh, thank goodness. I didn't pick the one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a great product. Honestly, all three of them are great. I love the line. And I think it's very, very novel what you guys are doing. And um, one of the big questions I do have, because you have this range, right, in terms of the concentration, does it matter? You know, with, with using exosome technology, does the concentration of how much you're putting in there, how much does that matter? How does that work with the stability and stuff? I mean, is there a change? I mean, uh, shed a little light on that for us. Yeah. So one of the benefits I have of getting to work with these amazing physicians, these cardiologists, that they've done a lot of work in their lab. And what yeah. they studied, they realized that there's a certain decibel level. It's kind of like you and I, if we're talking and the decibel level is too low, we don't hear it. And it's the same thing here that you need a certain concentration, right, for it to actually be effective. And that's why we're so excited that we can get these high concentrations that are stable, you know, at room temperature in the bottle in your, you know, in your pantry. Um, so that's really a big, you know, area where we've advanced things. And I think that makes it just a lot easier to be able to have this type of skincare. We're not, you don't have to go in the office. You don't have to have a procedure, only use it there, that sort of thing. I like that a lot. And in terms of like when it comes to procedure care and like post-procedure recovery, right? I mean, are the products safe to use? Like if you just got some injectables done or something like that, I mean, are they relatively okay to use afterwards? 
Well, I think you should always refer to your aesthetic provider because they know you, they know your skin, you know, everyone's yeah. different, these sorts of things. But we yeah. did, you know, a very good clinical trial post-ablative laser. There's been a lot of people using it post-morpheus, post-chemical peels, post, you know, anything where your skin may be a bit offended. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've heard, you know, very good reports. I think you always, again, anything you use, you should always test it in a small spot first because, you know, sometimes my freckled skin can be a little more sensitive on some days versus other days. So I always advise you always test whatever you do first if you've done something and then you can go ahead and apply it across the face. But in our clinical study, we prepped seven days before the ablative laser, the product. And then after the ablative laser, we recommend two to three times a day, depending on how aggressive, you know, things were. And usually that's till you run out of the bottle, seven to 10 days. You know, it's normal if you're using a lot of it, it could last up to a month if you're not using a lot. Oh, wow. That's that's really good, though. I mean, I think that, you know, I mean, if you can use anything after in general, right? I mean, I know a lot of us get some extreme work done that we obviously, you know, we you don't really want to touch your skin and mess with it. But I mean, that's good to know, though, that there is this aspect of if you are a little sensitive, it's okay, you know, to use it. That's really good. I, I think it's, for me, interesting, you know, with skincare like that, because I think a lot of times people love dividing things into, well, this is post-op care versus just your routine skincare, you know, that kind of thing. But I think that it should come to a point, and it's just my opinion, but as an industry, we should come to a point where you can say, yeah, you know, you can use our products after you do that, because that's such a routine now, I feel like, in people's lives is getting, yeah. you know, aesthetic work done. So that's Yeah, really no one neat. wants downtime, right? Like, who yeah. wants downtime? want to be down like looking like a lobster for a week so anything yeah. i can do to improve that so i can go back to work or get on a zoom call and not tell everybody that i just got my face you know done with the laser <laughs> is important yeah. absolutely no absolutely i love that and i actually want to learn a little bit more can, can you tell us i know that you guys have a term trademark renewazome uh what is that what is renewazome technology if you could go into that a little bit Yeah. So, I mean, it's our take on these platelet-derived exosomes that really can renew the skin. And it's our proprietary technology that no one else can have. So it's in all of our products at different concentration levels, depending on the need. No one else can have this. It is protected. And so you're not going to get renewism technology and anyone else claiming, you know, like I said, everyone loves to use this exosome word, but I think you have to be really careful and do your homework and understand which companies really actually understand the science behind this and have actually found a way to allow these products to contain them and be shelf stable. So one thing that comes up a lot is this idea of when you are aging, right? Like when we're aging and we're going through different like phases of our life. I mean, I know I, we see a lot of 10 year olds these days in Sephora buying, you know, skincare and retinol products and stuff. I am always curious, right? When it comes to skincare lines that are very science backed and science heavy, like does age play a factor in like, you know, in terms of, you know, this is probably more age appropriate to use at a certain time or, I mean, what's your opinion on that? You know, coming from such a science backed brand, I mean, I'd, I'd love your take on that, that whole concept of, well, this is age appropriate. This is not, you know, when it comes to skincare. So that's a wonderful question. We actually did ask the same thing in our initial clinical trials. So we did our intense trials. I think it was like 45 to 80. And then we did 45 and under for our daily trials. So we we tried to see is, you know, is there a difference? But I think really this is smart technology. It really understands the needs that you have. And we saw positive results across all of the age groups. You know, I think when you're younger, that extra antioxidant, anything you can do to help your skin not 
advance in the way that you're you're looking to prevent is a good thing. And, you know, these exosomes have such strong antioxidant properties. You know, and we did a study even against C. ferulic acid. So, you know, because that's really was one of the benchmarks and we were just really pleased with the outcomes that we saw there. So I think this is just, you know, as you, as you age, this is something that can grow with you. It's not for one person that's young or one person that's older. Everyone in our trial saw advantages. That's amazing. I love that. And I feel like that's just good science. That's it's like, you know, like you said, you had called it smart science. Yeah, that's definitely. I mean, that's good science. It should apply to everybody. That's very cool. I like that. You know, and I think you, out of curiosity, I mean, a lot of people, like, for example, like we have a lot of listeners, you know, they'll reach out and ask for recommendations and whatnot. And I always find myself thinking, like, there has to be an understanding of, you know, why does certain science or like biotechnology and certain OTC products, like why is that there? You know what I mean? And and what boundaries are you really pushing here, you know, in terms of like the the application of science? And so I guess like my question is really on a more philosophical note, you know, like with exosomes, I mean, you know, this just came out, you know, this is just like a new buzzword last two years. I mean, where do you see this going in the future? Like, you know, where do you think this is going to lead us as an industry and especially from the science and technology perspective? So, I mean, I think we're transitioning into a new gold standard for skincare. You know, there just hasn't been much advancement, right? Like there's like little things here and there. It's really hard to advance skincare. And I think we've been able with some of these discoveries to really show that these human derived ingredients, like I said before, science has caught up and, you know, we don't need to put chemicals on our face or plant derived ingredients. And who knows, you know, some of them are good, some of them, who knows, but I mean, this is really taking the power of human-derived ingredients into our skincare routine. And I think it's absolutely the future. I love that. I love that. And I love the line. And, you know, I just I just want to thank you so much for educating us because I know it's very new and it's very novel. And I'm just really, really excited to see Rian is at the forefront and you guys are doing it because, I mean, it's, it's just, you know, it's remarkable. So thank yeah. you so much for sharing it. Yeah. And, you know, I think what we're really excited about too is, you know, not, we're trying to be transparent and authentic as a brand, right? We named it Platelets. We're not hiding behind it. It's not in six font. We're owning that it's platelets. And the other thing that we're really owning is just how much waste is in physician dispense medical grade skincare. And so we've launched refillable options. You don't, you haven't seen that in this particular side of medical dispense skincare before. So we're really trying to do the right thing, even though we're a very small company and growing, you know, we're probably the fastest growing company out there in this space, but we're really trying trying to do the right thing. And, you know, the nice thing about refillable options is that it's less, it just costs less for the consumer, less waste. I mean, think about how many times you, you fill your trash can before you even use your skincare, cellophane wrap, and then there's a big box and then there's a tiny little bottle. And then in that tiny little bottle is actually even less skincare. So we made our bottles fit for size. We're not trying to trick you. We're actually yes. giving you what's inside the bottle, right? We didn't like fill, make the bottle tons of plastic and then fill it halfway. So, I mean, I think what you, what you get with Plated Skin Science is you get good science, you get cutting edge technology, and then we're trying to be authentic and do the right thing for the environment as well. Absolutely. I love that you brought that up too, because yeah, the products actually, I love the size they are. I was meaning to tell you, I'm glad you you mentioned that. If anyone listening out there, when you, when you check out the line, you'll notice like it's a great size you know those i hate those bottles that are like they look like five ounce bottles you know what i mean yeah, and it's like, like half an ounce yeah it's just nonsense and so they're so travel friendly i feel like they're just so easy to like also like skincare has to be accessible like in the sense of you have to be able to take it with you wherever you're going you know if you're going to be out of town for two days take your skincare with you so yeah these i like that that you guys have made it very 
easy to understand, hey, this is what you're getting and this is what it should look like. That's very important. Especially now, people are spending money on packaging. I always say that. It's really the packaging you're spending money on, you know, yeah. because a lot of these products out here, I mean, some of them are suspect, you know, I'm not going to lie. If you if you have a bottle that's like half the size of my arm and there's like no product in there, <laughs> last three days. why are you, you know, so... Yeah, that's very cool. I'm glad you guys did that. And I'm glad that you guys are so transparent with your consumers. That's so important now. Yeah, I could not even stress that enough. And, you know, for everyone listening, I really want you guys to check out the line. It's very, very, like we talked about here, it's very novel. It's very science-backed. And there's real data here, you know, that supports the reasoning behind why this kind of technology is the next frontier for for skincare, you know. So I, I really encourage you, check it out. Leave us any comments if you have any questions uh, for, you know, the team at Rion. We can definitely pass them along. But thank you so much for tuning in. And thank you so much, Alyssa, for coming on the show. This has been so wonderful. Thank you. And just one parting thing, we always get asked like, oh, it's from platelets. Is there other DNA? And absolutely not. This is a cellular, like we're taking the important things out. We're not transferring any DNA or anything like that. So I think that, you know, we are really proud of our process and, you know, how pure and safe our product is. I love that. That's yeah. No, I, I think that, you know, with anything, there's always this, like, how does it work? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. why is there, how are you taking human-based things? And yeah, I mean, that, I'm glad you addressed that though. It's very interesting indeed. Uh, but thank you so much. And I'll be back next time. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you.